Bye, talkers. It's finally that day of the week. It's Wednesday. It's hump, hump, hump day. And let's hang out with Lori and Julia. Do we do we need to give any greetings to the people who really, really, really love that horsey video of me and you, Grant? <laughs> okay, so, I understand there was uh, some out. people. Were, no, I heard some people were traumatized because from viewing it. Be, all right, so yesterday we lady exercises, which is one of Lori's many alter egos, came back and visited us. And just delighted us, and she rode a little dressage horsey, which was Grant willingly dressed up yes. as was a horsey. The, was it the crop that people were having a hard time with? It was going to be it me, was it the bouncing? But, I, but I forgot my knee pads for the video. So, Grant, you ended up being on Jason Alexis' show this morning. How did that happen? Yeah, they gave me a call. Actually, I got an email from Jason at like 6 this morning. Are you up? Of course, I'm not up at 6 in the morning. I don't right? do morning shows. And then I woke up at about 7.30. I saw it, so I texted him. I'm like, yeah. They brought me on, and boy, did we have a little fun. It turned into uh, Kenny telling me that he sometimes does that with his roommate from time to time, dresses up as a horse. <laughs> so it, it got a little fun, got interesting. Yes, yes. Oh, it was so funny. Was, was, did but Jason people... wonder if we'd paid you extra or bribed you or had you gone to HR? Yeah. What were his questions? There were a couple HR questions, and Kenny said, uh, now, Grant, what you've done has earned you a job for life, so you can answer this honestly. Did you get a promotion for this or did you, did they for, you know, he asked me and I just kind of answered it very like subtle and he's like, no, Grant, you have a job now, which you just did. You could tell me honestly what you said. And I was like, no, yeah, we just had fun about it. But Kenny was trying to get the dirt out of me. Oh, course. everyone is. But did you tell him you really don't have job security yet till you get Kevin Costner? Kevin Costner, Simone Biles, right. Simone Biles, right. Sunny Lee, Sunny and, Lee, and who else do we have? One Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Yeah. I'm yes. just going to keep adding onto the list so you don't feel secure yet. No, you're yeah. right. I got I to gotta hold off. But yes, no, that was a great video. It was a good time. Everybody oh, my needs gosh. A well, I mean, my, my lady exercise, her thing is that... Um, um, she thinks exercise is dodging responsibilities, rolling her eyes and pushing her luck and uh, jumping to conclusions. Well, so I was trying to think of reaching for the other, but right. I, we did it in one take. We did one take. But I had promised Julia because she had informed me that she might be sad until the state fair or her birthday starts. And I thought, I said, what can I do to make you happy? And she said, do a lady exercise video. <laughs> I might be sad. Oh, God, I might burst into tears right now. So I thought, uh, that's what I'll do. I'll just bring in all my stuff and I'll try. And I did get you to smile. You did get me to laugh. We anyway, laugh. But I was laughing at some of the comments because oh. people were really, you know, some people were really like. <gasps> yeah, there was. There Touch was... my pro. But again, we goof around here. This mm-hmm. is what we do. We're just trying to bring Julia. joy. I can officially say that we have lost it. This has been the (laughs) longest year and a half of all of our lives. We thought that the pan, we, we, we lose Donnie Love. We lose Donnie Love. George Floyd happens. The pandemic, everything is happening. Everything is happening. And we show up to work every day. And I mean, we have lost it. I feel like psychologically slightly broken. And that is, uh, not an explanation. That's just the way it is. It's just it the came out sideways right. on the horse. I should have ridden you side saddling. You shut up. <laughs> That's how Lady Exercise But really I loved would've... Grant's dis- dressage looking paws. Yeah. You know, we dressed you up in our um, Game of Thrones Game of Thrones outfit. I thought you. <laughs> but really, 
You don't do anything you don't want to do. And no, no I, I was 100%. And when I first I was like, yeah, I'll help with the video. And then when you're like, you want to be a part of it, you know me. I'm all in for anything. Jason did ask me, he goes, have you ever worn that before? And I said, <laughs> Halloween 97, Halloween 97. So they, they took it just as far as we took it. It was a good old time. Oh, so. oh gosh. gosh. You know, when you're talking about that, about everybody just being, uh, it is just kind of like a. Yeah, and and it it feels like, okay, and now all of us who are vaccinated, I mean, if you want to be a nice person, you can wear a mask to protect the people who, whatever reason, have decided to not be vaccinated. But, I mean, the majority of people that are in in the way of fire are are unvaccinated people. So I'm just like, okay, I'll I'll wear a mask, you know, because I don't want to give it to somebody I'm vaccinated. I'm vaccinated, and I'm totally trusting the vaccine and feeling good about that and i did uh talk to a friend of mine who's a doctor this morning at cardio kickboxing and for a couple of hot minutes it was just me and carl oh you know because sometimes in the it's middle a 5 of 30 in the morning class Grant. Six. oh 6 30 mine that she goes to just once a week anyway and you know but like july you know sometimes it can be not too busy in the club because mm-hmm. people are on vacation they're at their cabins whatever Carl and I looked at each other and I thought, well, this would be awkward if it's just me and you. <laughs> but luckily, some other I, people came in. That's so funny. And uh, so this one uh, a woman I work out, she's a doctor and she, you know, pers- you know, talking about the Delta variant. And she yeah. just said, she said, well, there's a saying that's moving around in the medical circle. Younger, sick, sicker, quicker. Oh, is right. what's it's happening. Scary. Ooh, it's yeah. scary. And and then she also said the smoky air is contributing. Is contributing just in the sense that like maybe you're an unvaccinated younger person, you think you're in great shape, you're out exercising, d- doing this, maybe you have covid symptoms, maybe they wouldn't have been so bad, but you're breathing and you know they don't really know, you know, cuz sure. the science on this yep. is changing and evolving as these variants, but she said, yeah, the younger sicker quicker is certainly more what it is now. And I will say, last night I was playing tennis over in Bloomington. It's not like someone built a campfire right Mm -hmm. next to the tennis court. So even without the COVID crap happening, I know people are wearing masks just because of that. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's hopefully it's gone to today's. I think it's supposed to be out of here. I, yeah, I don't. Grant will tell us when it he was, does it. Was supposed, it was supposed to be yesterday. Our warning was ended. But it got extended. Yeah, it got extended. It all depends on the jet stream, Julia. I'd like it to just start moving. (laughs) I'd like it to start moving fast. Please move on down the road. We have a full show today. Yes. Okay. So Meghan Markle is 40 today. Barack Obama is 60. 60. The Meghan Markle video that uh, she did for whatever, I guess it's 40, 40, 40. 40, 40, 40, but Melissa McCarthy is epic in it. We posted it to our show page. And don't believe anything that anybody says that you're going to see a glimpse of Lilibet, the new baby. It's a blurry photo. The The best thing about that video is, is Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy, and Megan's a pretty good straight woman to her, but also when Harry is juggling outside the window. Yeah, he is. <laughs> it's a funny video. You know, Melissa McCarthy's so funny, and Meghan Markle looks so beautiful. What they're doing is she just turned 40. She wants um, people of who can give to give 40 minutes of encouragement 
to all the women who've been displaced as a result of COVID. Mm -hmm. The women have been the most displaced and women with children, especially. Mm -hmm. So it's just giving back time to people to reenter the workforce who have had to leave because of COVID. They've had to go home. They've had to be parents full time, whatever it is. So it's just a new initiative and it's a good, it's a good thing, but it kind of, the funniest thing is Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. And and she's so damn out, funny. The pan out to Harry yeah. juggling. She's just funny. And she yeah. keeps changing her outfits and hats. And is she's, you know, you forget how funny she is. I always think back to the movie, um, The Spy or whatever she was in with Sandra Bullock. Which, oh, that was a great movie. Which just made you pee your pants. They were so funny in that one. Mm-hmm. She, I miss her. And then the one she went, when she was being like a 007 backup person oh, i didn't see that one. Oh, it's so yeah. funny she's just clever yeah she really is so anyway, we'll look so forward to seeing her back yeah back i don't posted. know what the 40 minutes is. it's it's giving 40 minutes of encouragement to people you're donating 40 minutes of your time i don't know how she's setting seems, all these people up. well there's more information on the <laughs> website go to it and just be quiet and don't ask follow-up questions we have right. a world around here right, just right. say julia that sounds good and let yeah. people google it on their own I'm just like, the rule. 40 minutes okay 40 I, I will say that the uh um it's not 40 days i know that yeah the salty island across the pond the buckingham palace cambridges and uh charles and camilla they coordinated and they all dropped their birthday wishes with nice pictures, yeah. happy birthday to the Duchess of Sussex. I thought they were nice. Uh, but they put it, you know, they put it in the, like, the story, so it'll disappear after 24 hours. So that was a coordinated little Oh, Lori. Thing. Okay, Lori, who doesn't even know Instagram, that's what she's saying. Oh, well, I that- know that. It's your birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I have a feeling that's not being played in Montecito for Megan, but maybe, <laughs> maybe that's a real tradition with Harry is to jam out. That's our Pretty birthday for song. Our song. All right, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. That is Tony Bennett. To be sure ready to that sing you know Fly Me to the Moon. And we I'm have a first-person account, Julia, of the show last night. Sold out crowd at Radio City for his 95th birthday with Lady Gaga oh. as an opening act. And Can you imagine? We saw her out and about yeah. in New York the last two weeks with wearing the most amazing outfits, getting ready for this. So here's our friend Roger Friedman was in New York City last night. He called it a, a two-hour show that was absolutely historic. He said Lady Gaga earned her angel wings tonight celebrating oh. Tony Bennett's 95th birthday. It was an incredible evening. The show... The hall was sold out. The stage was occupied by a 40-piece orchestra. (gasps) Gaga performed for an hour, opening for Tony Bennett. Her set was magical beyond compare. Then Tony took the stage and did a killer set that ended with I Left My Heart in San Francisco. The hall exploded in applause and cheers. He said, to say the least, it was a night full of standing ovation. But all you need to know is that Tony Bennett's legendary career culminated tonight in a blaze of glory. And Lady Gaga deserves our never ending thank you. She never worked so hard in her life. As I said, the first hour was all Gaga in show stopping outfits, at least one design bear sister. Each outfit was elegant and show-stopping. She looked like Grace Kelly on her way to win an Oscar in every change. She covered oh. classics like Luck Be a Lady yes. and What a Difference a Day Makes. Her voice is supple and rich, and as Tony once told her, she is a real jazz singer. She recalled in 
in her performance, Liza, Judy, Barbara, and Ella all fashioned into her own wow. way. Her standout, Roger thought, was Levian Rose. Yes. She jokes. And jokes. she sang that in the Starsborn. Born. Yes, she Remember? did. Remember? And it's yes. on the Starsborn Born album. It's beautiful. beautiful. She joked with the crowd, kibitzed about COVID, and at one point came into the audience to sing to her sister and her mother. I'm not sure if she knew John Bon Jovi was sitting a few seats away. Oh. Um, he also saw Netflix Ted Sarandos, actor Steve Buscemi, Andrew Dice Clay, Gail King, and then there was Tony, and and I think people know, or maybe they don't, but he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Right. And Roger Wright, he seemed a bit unsteady when the big curtain rose up, but on the first song, he was just warming up. By the time he hit his second number, Tony was back in swing, and he said, forget Alzheimer's, not to make a joke, but Tony Bennett not only knows these songs, but he delivered them with soul, verve, and flash. And he's 95. He, and, yeah, and he still has it because that singing oh. memory must be, in a way, a muscle memory. Well, you know, I remember when Grandpa, my Grandpa Duke um, had Alzheimer's and it, everything went back to opera for him mm-hmm. because that was what he used to listen to. And he was so into music. did Grandpa he get, Duke, go back to speaking Italian? Not you know he came here when he was eleven, right? But he, but yes, he, he went go back, back to, to that. Speaking but, but listening to the opera yeah. music, I think music is something that connects the brain for some reason over yeah. time. I don't know if that makes any sense, but um, for Roger Rates, for him, the highlights of Tony Bennett's set were "One More for My Baby," which went from darling to sublime. Then came Charlie Chaplin's "Smile," followed by "When You're Smiling," and then "Fly Me to the Moon." If I, if you had said to a stranger, "This man is ninety-five years old," you, they wouldn't believe you. He was totally engaged and loving it. And Gaga, um, whose last outfit was black and white, when she came back out after her opening set, yeah. she wore gold. And she and Tony did a bunch of duets, including "The Lady Is It a Tramp." And anything goes. And um, Gaga declared, we'll see you on your 200th birthday. And it seemed like the show was winding down. The curtain fell. The light started to go up. And then there was that lump in the throat moment. Tony Bennett, the curtain just went up. And he sang, I left my heart in San Francisco. Oh, I got the chills. Oh. Because seriously. He, Roger said, I wanted to cry. And I'm sure I was not alone. It was so gorgeous just a magnificent wave from the top of the mountain he said i can't underplay how much this was a lady gaga presentation the way she acts with him is so full of love and respect she guided him through the duets giving him encouragement and you could see how much he loved it whatever lady gaga does in the rest of her long life no one should ever forget this chapter she was certainly raised right (laughs) And the final show is tomorrow night. Right. And And, so it's a once in a lifetime concert. And she teamed up with him on duets. Yes. Um, They did this in 2014, I think. And they did that thing in Vegas. And everyone, I know David Lozinski saw them and said it was amazing. And then she does this jazz thing. We've and then they have the other album coming out. Right. And the other album is called Love for Sale. It's Mm -hmm. got the cutest cover. But... 
you know how sweet isn't it and just to have because she adored him and he adored her and the age difference is what 50 years at least between them if he's 95 and she's like 35 and she also talked about this when she met him i don't know how many 30 40 i can't do grant do the math for us yeah no he doesn't have to do the math (laughs) um it doesn't really matter in that regard but when she met him he also offered her, she was like, there was some unsteadiness with her, and he offered her a, a friendship and an understanding about music that right. she said was just, she was grateful to him for Absolutely, it. because he's a pro. He was the old pro, and, and some credibility as well, because she was in the pop world, and he said, you know, she transformed a little into the jazz singer yeah. that she is. She's got a voice. She's amazing. She really does. I, I hope her, this House of Gucci movie is amazing and i know people were kind of going it is a real stretch to call her on the movie trailer an academy award winner because she won for best song who cares i know i'm like details details i hope that this is an academy award nominated performance yeah because just based on the trailer it just looked uh, fantastic that just sounds like it was amazing it was kind of funny because i was watching watch what happens live with annie cohen last night and ramona singer was in the clubhouse from the real housewives of new york and she admitted, you know, um, Annie said, he, yeah, do you she, feel bad that you called me today at three o'clock in the afternoon? They're probably tapes at like seven at night or yeah. six at night and asked if you had to show up tonight for the taping because you got tickets at the last minute to go to the Tony Bennett Lady Gaga. Yeah. 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 And she said, yeah, yeah. And he told her, no, you have to show up. Yeah. I would have called too, though. I yeah. Oh, what are we playing here, Grant? That's a little Tony Bennett. Mm. Yeah, I put Tony Bennett on to wrap up the bit here for you instead of our normal wrap-up bit. Beautiful. Beautiful. Anyway, I want to buy this album and yeah, support it. I, I'm I just glad think it's Roger so was sweet. there, and I'm glad he gave us such a rich detail. Oh, I love that. All right, listen, we got to go. When we come back, we're talking with Chris Riemann Schneider about music. This new song, Summertime. Chris, we love that Chris, song. I know, it's so good. Chris Riemann Schneider, music, one of two music critics at the Star Tribune, is joining us to talk to music. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hey, you guys. Yeah, no, that Suburbs album is just just beautiful. There's there's some of Chan's best songwriting ever. Really, oh. and, the, and the band band itself is in great shape these days. They're really great stuff. We feel like this is one of the songs of the summers. Summers. Yeah. Summer. Yeah. No. And and, and uh, Chan writes some good summer anthems in general. But no, it, I mean, just I mean, coming coming out of hopefully knock on wood, coming out of the pandemic, right. uh, it, it just has that 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 vibe of yeah, be, being out and. and soaking everything in we haven't yeah. heard the whole album but i i've read some well you guys reviewed it and people just said it's amazing and he is an, an incredible songwriter yeah and this he shows off a lot of different sides in this one there's there's kind of real, real stylish kind of rocks and music kind of stuff yeah. but, but you know then, then there's some some kind of wilder rockers uh, um and and just some some really really stylish stuff in there that that's it's beautiful all right, Chris, are you all packed up and ready to hit the road for Wee Fest? Well, I'm, you know what I'm doing is I'm pulling out my uh, masks out of the drawer. We've been uh, doing I'm that. A little, this. I'm a little nervous because it's, uh, you know, it is, an, it is an outdoor show, but it's going to be 30,000, 40,000 people. And, you know, the demographics being what they are, both outstate and, and uh, country music fans, that I think there could be quite a few unvaccinated people out there. So, well, is that yeah, how we, many people? We is, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
yeah, but but that's that. I'm you know it's it, it's a big big summer music festival. It's it's wonderful to have them again. Yes, and, and, uh, and you're vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. I feel good about that. I got a ten year old yeah. at home that, right. that isn't vaccinated. Right. So that makes that, that makes it pretty nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, for sure. So just you wear your mask every time you're inside. I mean, that's really what you can do. And then these people that aren't vaccinated are, you know, taking all the big chances. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Hopefully, you know, it's, there's, there's still a lot of, we're all kinds of mixed signals. So it's, there, no one's sure what to expect now, oh, uh, you know, and, right. and First Avenue, you know, announced for all their venues that, that they're going to, uh, you have to show proof of vaccine. Uh, they announced that on Monday, and and oh, proof of vaccine, or uh, a, a, you have to get a negative test within seventy two hours of the show, and, and and show that at the door. So mm-hmm. pity those poor door people. But but yep. this applies for all all the First Avenue venues. So that's a Palace Theater, that's a Turf Club, where I'm headed tonight. It'll be my first experience doing it tonight. Mm-hmm. I I uh, got got my uh, Vax card in in my wallet now, and I'll be pulling it out. Just like I would an ID. It's kind of kind of amazing. Yeah, you know what? Here's our tip, our hot tip for the vaccine card is make like two copies of it and then laminate one of your copies, not the original, because maybe down the road if you need a booster, but laminate the copy because it's an so odd size. Yeah, no, it's a good idea. And also, you know, especially if I'm heading up to WeFest, I might get beer spilled down exactly. my backside and so soak it into my wallet. Exactly. So yeah, no. So it's I thought idea. it was I thought it was pretty, you know, I thought good for First Avenue for just deciding because I had I mean, now I you might know more than I do, but wouldn't some of the venues also have to be juggling like how they're dealing with booking acts and they're wanting some insur- assurances? It, it just seemed like the smartest way just to do this now early and boom, that's it. Yeah, I think so. And, and um, you know, it was they they. We're we're doing well vaccine wise up here in Minnesota, yep. but there there's a lot of venues. Uh, some venues last week started started this up in, in places where they aren't doing so well. New Orleans in particular, mm-hmm. uh, they they some of the venues down there implemented this plan, and then lo and behold, it was too late. Two of the venues had, had venue come down with with uh, the the virus, so they had to shut down. That includes Snug Harbor, which is a great jazz venue down there, and, and the Maple Leaf Bar, and so you know it was. Yeah, First Avenue is kind of heading this off at the pass and 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 uh, taking a pre- preemptive role in it, and I I personally think it's the right thing to do. Yeah, well, especially because these venues were the last venues to be able to open. I mean, they, they just suffered. got their money. The Save Our Stages money just came through. I mean, how long has that been yeah. in the works? Yeah, yeah, no, that that just came through, and uh, after since. December is when the the bill passed, and mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, lo and behold, it's it's finally coming through, and that's that's going to go a long way towards to helping these venues. But that the idea was that's going to be the money that helps them reopen, and you know, you know, hopefully they can stay open and right. make making the money that that they are, you know, that that they always make. All right, yeah, so it's it's. Uh, Oh, sorry, honey. I cut you off, Chris. Yeah. So tell us what you're excited about. Okay, so you're going to WeFest, and I've never been. And I'm I'm sure I've always wanted to go. I've always wanted to go. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm jealous about that. Do you stay in a camper or how do you do it? I'm not. No, no, no. Homie doesn't do that. Homie that's, doesn't that's, do that. Uh, You're in a hotel. Yeah, and I I love camping, but not not with <laughs> with ten thousand drunk people. I, okay. No. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, no. I I got I booked a hotel room. Uh, Glenn Taylor, the strip owner. Thank you for putting me up in a hotel room up there. 
uh, yeah, no, it's it's a big party scene, and of course this year, you know, if for the people that aren't worried about the virus, it's it's going to be a bigger party than ever. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a great time. I, you know, all these uh, just all the outdoor shows I've gone to so far. You know, you feel a little bit safer from the virus, and and obviously, anytime being outdoors in, in Minnesota in the summer is great. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I've loved all those. There's there's a new amphitheater up in in uh, right by uh, St. Cloud called the the Ledge Amphitheater, the Ledge Amphitheater at Wade Park, at Wade Park, which is Wade Park's just on the outskirts, town on the outskirts of St. Cloud. It, it looks like a really cool amphitheater, and they have their first big shows next week. They have. Uh, the Beach Boys on Wednesday and on Tuesday night they have uh, a kind of a two for rock thing with with Rancid and Dropkick Murphys, the '90s punk band. Oh, fun! Oh, fun! Um, yeah, I'm really looking. I, it looks like a really really cool amphitheater. It's it's in a former rock quarry, so it's got this kind of cool cool surroundings. And they they put some money into that place. It's part, partly state funded, and and it's like eleven million dollars went into it. It's wow! Like a six six thousand capacity venue. You know they they. They weren't, you know, with with COVID going on, they weren't able to kind of have a big big coming out this year. Uh, but they got these these few shows, and and I think in future summers, I think it, it could be a, a, a you know quite a great thing. Yeah. Then then at the end of the month or towards the end of the month on August twenty third, we got the the one big outdoor stadium show, the Hell Omega tour with with Green Day and Weezer and Fall Out Boy at Target Field. That's that's going to be a blast, and and you know it's outdoors, so hopefully people we won't be quite as nervous about the. Right. And, what date uh, is that? Show August twenty third. Do you think? Do you think that's sold out, or you think you, there's still tickets? No, there's there's still tickets. Yeah, yeah. It's a Monday night. Oh, that would be a Green fun Day show. is a blast in concert. Green, Green Day is so good. They they always deliver live. They're so great. And you know what? We, Weezer is too. Uh, I haven't much cared for Weezer's records of late, but uh, they've got so many radio hits that when they play it, it's just like a jukebox. You know, you you know everything they play. So they're they're fun too. Fun. That's true. Uh, what do you think of? Um, we'll skip over the fair for the moment, but um, I I uh, talked to, um, and I know you know Jean Ryan. You know that she does the promotion for the Basilica Block Party, and I know tickets are going pretty good for Saturday night. That's Spoon and the Black Pumas, but I kind of thought that the Friday night show with AJR and the uh, Avid Brothers uh, that seems like that would be a good night of music as well. Yeah, you know what the thing, what the deal is, is there are tons of concerts that week. Yeah, Lizzo is down at at uh, Treasure, Treasure Island. Island Amphitheater. Um, there's Phoebe Bridgers at at the Palace. Uh, there's, a, there's a whole bunch. Oh, and the Jonas Brothers at at uh, Mystic Lake are that weekend. That turned into just a, a huge logjam of, of shows. In fact, we're debating which of those we're going to cover. Uh, Liz, Lizzo's homecoming. Right, that's true. It it kind of did that weekend after Labor Day. Everybody uh, started started uh, booking that weekend. Well, I mean, bring bring on the music, Chris. How are you doing with going going from no shows to (laughs) now you're back out do covering, covering, covering? You made the adjustment, okay? Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's kind of like riding a bike. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm uh, a little sleep deprived again, but that that's okay. I can function. All right, um, I in, we enjoyed your review today. Um, that was in Variety today about the uh, the the Woodstock '99 documentary that's on HBO. 
I appreciated yeah, yeah. your review. It's, it's a really, it's a, just an ugly documentary to watch. It, it, but but uh, the point of my piece today was, I, I you know, it, it wasn't all that bad. There were some really horrible things about it, including the way women were, were pretty, some were assaulted there. It was, it was really kind of gross on that front. Uh, but, but beyond that, it wasn't, one, one of the, one of the commentators in the documentary says it was worse than Hurricane Katrina. Oh, come on. It wasn't worse than Hurricane Katrina. It was just a muddy, ugly rock festival. Right. You know? Right. People died in Katrina. No, right. I, what, what, that review reading that, I was like, okay, I don't need to watch that documentary. It's kind yeah, of it's, what I took it, out of it. it, it it's kind of a cautionary tale. Yeah, it, uh, there's, it, it, it is. You know, it's kind of like watching a train wreck, too. They, you know, but uh, it, yeah, no, it wasn't a hundred percent accurate. Yeah, I enjoyed what you remembered because you were actually there. Um, it is so interesting, like when you do go to a festival for three days. I remember we went to uh, Bonnaroo for four days, and you know, we were so grateful that we were staying like in a on a military base. Because even the yeah. VIP things that they have set up in those in the farmland, uh, that's a long three days of music and drunk people. Yeah, well, yeah. No, like I said, when, uh, going up to WeFest. No, I, I got to get away. I need I need to get away from the the festival site and get and get a decent night's sleep when I when I do that. Yeah. Uh, but I learned that lesson at Woodstock 99, actually. <laughs> Funny. Oh, gosh. Well, Chris, oh, it's Chris. so good to talk to yes. you. Yeah, and you guys, too. I'll see you at a show soon. You yeah, are. Thanks for being on our show. And, of course, we encourage people to read the Star Tribune, subscribe, and, of course, you can follow Chris at Chris R. Strib. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. Yeah, All right, yeah. listen, when we come back, uh, this lady is literally priceless. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. We're listening to Little Diamonds by Rihanna because Forbes uh, magazine today uh, estimated her net worth at $1.7 million. Rebecca Jarvis has a report this morning wow. from uh, ABC's wow, GMA. Rihanna. Yeah. Women entrepreneurs and founders, business leaders, they are moguls, they are creating businesses, they are disrupting industries, and Rihanna is among them. She can now add billionaire to the top of her titles list and work she has rihanna one of music's biggest stars is now a billionaire forbes estimating the grammy winner's worth is now a whopping 1.7 billion dollars making her the wealthiest female musician in the world and second to oprah as richest entertainer besides being known for her number one hits and starring in big budget films like oceans eight my name's debbie name ball what's your real name Rihanna is a fashion icon. In 2017, the powerhouse teamed up with French company LVMH, the fashion house behind Louis Vuitton and Dior, to launch her now wildly popular Fenty Beauty Cosmetics line. A year later, Rihanna spearheaded Savage by Fenty, a lingerie line aimed at body positivity and inclusivity. The majority of her $1.7 billion estimated net worth, a super successful cosmetics line, which when it was launched, drew lots of praise because there were something like more than 40 shades for all range of skin tones, which was something that at the time, I think no other real new cosmetics lines had been that inclusive. Despite shutting down Fenty's luxury clothing line earlier this year, the brand catapulted the singer turned mogul into billionaire status. Rihanna joins the coveted Forbes list as one of Hollywood's most successful female entrepreneurs like Kim Kardashian and Kylie Jenner. 
And just this week, Reese Witherspoon sold her production company, Hello Sunshine. What are we doing wrong? What are we doing wrong? The company behind HBO's Big Little Lies and Hulu's Little Fires Everywhere for an estimated $900 million. Reese might not be a billionaire yet, but she's not far behind. Women are making more headway as super successful entrepreneurs. So will we see more famous artists, entertainers go into a successful entrepreneurial vein? It's a proven formula for some people, so others will likely try and follow in their footsteps. Wow. Which, is, which is true. And she's not a billionaire by the skin of her teeth. It's one point seven billion. One point seven billion. So that's closer to two than it is to one. Right. Wow. And and the bulk of her music doesn't come from music or any traditional avenues of of celebrity like sponsorship or right. advertising contracts. She started her own successful makeup line. Took on really a stage. Think about how much money the cosmetic business was leaving on the table. By not seeing all the colors of skin, exactly, tone. and and, and the that skims her- market, you know, which I'm calling skims instead of Spanx. Spanx, yeah. How sick is that? Well, but look, just keeping it on yeah. Rihanna, that 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 was her idea, and that the big thing, and of course, everyone told her, oh, it's not done. You don't need to have that many shades. You know, seven to ten is you know considered enough, and she's forty, and it just exploded and so beauty is the reason why rihanna is so rich she's made some smart decisions like you know with her collaborators and advertising and stuff and the forbes story is pretty interesting they they did confirm she had one failure which was her accessories brand which had the fenty name but she shut it down after sales declined and that's okay to have a failure in your line of products sure and uh, not everything is going to be a hit. And I guess um, I think her um, just success in this whole untapped market of people have all these shades of skin and all the pushback that she got on that. Yeah, it's and amazing. And now these cosmetic company are like, look at all the money they left on the table yeah. for years. Years. Years and what's interesting is because Rihanna hasn't made music in a long time. Mm-mm. I mean, I feel like the last song she did was with Kanye West and Paul McCarthy, McCartney, uh, McCartney, his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, she really quit doing it, and we thought, is there something with their voice? Is there this something going? Her, this became a passion, and also the lingerie. Now, right. I'm I'm not so crazy about some of the lingerie, but it doesn't selling. matter. It's selling, and... Uh, we had a different lingerie demo. We like the panels. We like the lingerie well, see-through panels at our state instead he, of the exposed, just openness. Well, she's got a lot in the lingerie line, and it is selling, but really, I think... It's the makeup. That it's the bomb, makeup. The makeup went through it's the, the makeup. rough. Mm-hmm. It went through the rough, and I think it's just dynamite. Yeah, and that only... That was, like, launched in 2015, and everybody wants to invest in beauty. And the thing with Rihanna, too, is that it's worth a conservative $2.8 billion. Fenty wow. Beauty alone. Wow. And I think she has, like, has owns 30... It's a 50-50... Thing, Isn't that so. something so weird? she didn't do like what Kim Kardashian Jeez, and yep. Kylie were. They sold most of it to uh, offer to Cody one or big whatever. sum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So, That's amazing to it me. Is. It so is. congratulations, Rihanna. Rihanna. Um, uh, umbrella, umbrella, and that song, Work, 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 Work. It was on. It was an earworm. And Maybe then, don't you work, work, work. And we're like, oh, oh I hate but that then song. we loved it. And then, here we go. Okay, so did you go back to the pursuit of happiness, the Lily James I only want to know if you've watched it. No, haven't watched okay, it, Okay, because I did go back and try to watch the second one. She is one of the most... Lovely actresses in the world, and we know her from Downton Abbey. Yeah. Remember, she played the nie- the the niece or the daughter who lived in London. She wasn't on that much, but very expressive. Gorgeous. But she's so over the top expressive. She's yeah. so great. Well, she's playing, you know, Pamela Anderson in that Hulu miniseries, uh, Pam and Tommy. If anyone watched in the Pursuit of Happiness and watched it all, please. Just tell us what you thought. Well, we have a couple minutes left. Tell us if you call. Yeah, no, it's taking her to be Pamela Anderson. It takes three to five hours of hair and makeup to get her to look like that. And when this is all over, I want someone to ask her, what transformation? Was this the longest transformation? Sure. Because she is this beautiful woman. She's got this... uh, I mean, she's played different roles, and but she can fit into like an 1880s look, a 1920s look, and now she's going to be Pamela Anderson in every picture. What are you we've calling seen. that look? A 1990s look? I mean, I'm just saying that that's like quite a range of. Uh, this is how gorgeous her face or the symmetry of her face or something. But three she's, to five hours of makeup, guys. Probably. 20 minutes, a half hour to get the boobs right. Okay, so based on... Um, and Sebastian Stan is playing Tommy Lee, and Pamela just sold her place in Malibu and sold it for $11.8 million, but it's broken a Malibu Colony real estate record because based on the 2,700 square feet, she got $4,000 a foot. She only had 2,700 square feet? Wow. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. The new owner is somebody who uh, owns Christ Furniture or Crease Furniture. Wow. So, I don't even know about it. You know, the, mm-hmm. in the pursuit of love, though, I'm going to go back to that. Yes. Um, you know, you said the critics loved it. You know, love is a big word. Okay. Love is a it's big a word. I double, word. I double dare you to watch it, though. And tell me what you think, because I really am dying for you to watch that. But I love Lily James. I'm all in with her. I love her. Yeah. I think she's going to be fantastic as Pamela Anderson. She is a great actress. Okay, good. I get her. All All right, right, listen, we'll be back.